do it scared, do it ugly, do it now. Mm. Don't let fear of it being imperfect, don't let fear of like, oh, my graphics aren't excellent yet. Just do it scared, do it ugly, do it now. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Alex Love of Alex Love Consulting. Alex, it's awesome to have you on the show. Awesome. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Super excited to have you on. And before we jump in, I want to read a little bit more about Alex so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Alex Love is an MBA CPLP and is a coach and trainer who works with black and brown women entrepreneurs to grow their business with less stress. After 10 years working as a corporate coach and trainer, that work wasn't just cutting it. Her true passion was in empowering women. Alex wanted to help women break the check to check cycle by transforming their talents and hobbies into real businesses they love. And Alex Love Consulting was born where she is able to use a blend of traditional business acumen, lessons learned as a business owner, and her passion for empowering others to support innovators, thinkers, and visionaries in making their dreams a reality. When asked what she does, Alex simply says, I'm in the business of helping women make a living while living their best life. Alex, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I sure am. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to, to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I like to call your CEO story. Sure. So um, I had been working in corporate for kind of too long, honestly. Um, and what I realized is sometimes you're working in corporate, you're building all these people and you're building them up while your dream is kind of just sitting on the side. And I felt a little bit dispassioned by, you know, helping a lot of people who didn't necessarily look like me. Um, to provide some context, I am first generation American, first to go to college. Both of my parents are immigrants. And I grew up in a household where all the women had multiple jobs, side hustles. My grandmother used to bake bread. Like that was just the way that we lived. And what I realized is it is a commonality in first generation um, women to have that same drive. So black and brown women have been pushing themselves and driving themselves for so long with this side hustle. What if we found a way to really formalize that and build uh, black and brown wealth? And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to host a workshop. And it really started out with a resume workshop, really helping black and brown women to figure out how to position themselves for other corporate positions. And that kind of evolved into people saying, I don't really want to work for anybody. So how do I, you know, make more money with this side thing so that this other thing is just the option? And Alex Love Consulting was born. <laughs> nice. I definitely appreciate that. And, and definitely, it sounds like you're empowering, you know, so many people and, and understanding that, you know, it's, it's not often a work ethic or any of that, you know, question. It's, it's a question of being able to kind of understand how to do it. And it sounds like setting them up for success in the best way possible. And you sound like you've been able to do that for so many black and brown women. And I think that that just, you know, it, it creates, uh, I love to use a phrase, making a way out of no way, because I think mm -hmm. so many times we don't realize that there is opportunities. So I love that you're, you know, helping to make sure that comes to fruition. Awesome. Yes. And so I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more on how you work with your clients. Could you take us through a little bit more about that and what that looks like? Sure. So I have a couple of ways that I work with clients. I started out traditionally just one-to-one -one sessions. And so I love one-to-one -one sessions because I get to really deep dive into 
um, women and what they're going for. But what I realized is that one-to-one sessions can be time consuming for, let's say a black and brown woman who is a mother, who has multiple jobs, you know, multiple pieces. And so what I've converted that to is from a one-to-one to these kind of self-paced entrepreneur guides. So I've developed this series of guides on how do you make, um, in the, like, how do you make a passive income? How do you create courses? How do you, um, position yourself as an expert in your field so you can get more speaking engagements. And what I realized is that, you know, sometimes women, like I said, we're super busy, but it's something you can print out and do it on the train. It's digital. You can do it from your phone. And so those are kind of the two ways that I generally work with um, women is just either one-on-one, which can be a little bit cost prohibitive if you're just starting a business or you're just starting your side hustle. And then a cheaper, less uh, hands-on alternative, which is the entrepreneur guides. And then I still offer free workshops. So sometimes I'll just be like, hey, I'm doing a workshop this month on how to build passive income or how to revamp your bio so that it gets more looks or you know how to improve some of your social media engagement. And so sometimes I just offer free things to the community. Um, in addition to like my Instagram posts are super duper informative and I try to do episodes of some of, of something called Sunday School where I kind of give people an overview of different tri- tricks and tips they can use to build their business. Yeah, that's yeah. extremely powerful. I love the kind of the different ways by which you're you're able to do that as well too. And and I think that um, you know, I, I hate going back to that empowerment word, but that's what just is keep, keeps coming up to me to be able to empower people to know that they can do something and on an even deeper level how to do that and make that come to to, to fruition is absolutely huge and I and I imagine that um you probably and I don't want to put words in your mouth but hear that from the clients that you work with that a lot of times they don't realize that these hobbies, these things that they love doing can actually be businesses and they can you know, take it to a quote unquote next level. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that we as black and brown women struggle with is this idea of like a, oh, but not yet, or it's Mm. not perfect, or I'm not ready. And I'm like, listen, your white counterparts are out here releasing trash and they don't care that it's not perfect. And so sometimes I tell people that done is better than perfect. Let's get this first version out. Let's see what it looks like. Let's see what it's hitting for. And then we can refine and make it better. And I think that when we start getting to this place of overcoming the fear that's causing us to procrastinate, we can start making this money. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that generational wealth that you talked about as well, too, because I think when we don't realize that the people that become, quote unquote, successful are the people that put the the done better than perfect out there and then they start to improve it from there. That's how they reach success is not waiting until it's perfect and mm-hmm. then putting it out because so many times the 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 time has passed, the opportunity is sometimes passed. And maybe we don't get that market feedback to know if it's something that's really worthwhile. So I, I love that you empower people to do that. Awesome. Awesome. And and so I want to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce. So this could be for yourself or your business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? My secret sauce is, um, I think, I think it's honesty. I am not going to let anybody put out crap and attach my name to it. So I'm very clear about like, oh no, this is not good. And so I tell people like, if you want to be coddled or like you want a sugar-coated version, I'm not the coach for you. Like, I'm just going to tell you, I'm not that person. But if you want honesty that is built and designed to help you grow, I'm going to tell you when it's like, that's not good. That's not written well. You shouldn't put this out. Um, And I think sometimes people think a coach is just going to cheer them on. But I tell people, even the best players in the game, LeBron James has a coach and he has to go to practice with everybody else, even though he's LeBron James. So even if you have this brilliant idea, this brilliant concept, you got to go to practice. You have to put the work in and you have to follow those plays if you're really trying to strategically move this team forward. Um, And so that's always the analogy I use. And people are like, well, I don't know why I need a coach. Everybody needs a coach, bro. Jordan had a coach. 
everybody needs a coach. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it, it sounds like, and, and definitely correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like um, that challenging that we need to be able to, to get better, to go to that next step and that next level, because I'm um, always say iron sharpens iron. And I think so many times, of course, a lot of us might be the Jordans or the LeBrons of our industry and have that talent, that raw talent, but how do we incorporate that or, or kind of cultivate that to, to level up, to be better, to crush our goals, to really make that impact that we can have in society. And that's where, you know, it, it takes a team to be able to make that happen. And it's so important. You can't do it alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I love that iron sharpens iron because I think that, like I said, sometimes we want to be coddled because the instinct is not to hear when you're doing things that are less than perfect, but, or, or less than good. And so I think that a part of that is having women who, someone who looks like you to say, sister, I'm just trying to fix your crown. I don't want to make a scene out of it. I just want to fix your crown and help you to keep moving this work forward. Cause that's really what my goal is. I have a young daughter, she's four. And I want her to be like, well, I can run a business. Mommy runs a business. Like I really want people. I want our, our, our people to really move this work forward and to do it, doing something they love. I don't want it to always be the rat race and the chase. Like we should own the big businesses that other people are vying to um, work for. And so I'm trying to figure out any way to get the knowledge out there and the information out there um, so that people are receptive and understanding that we can take it to the next level, but it has, it requires work. It requires work. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely requires, you know, rolling up the sleeves and be able to make that happen. But I love that phrase. Uh, I'm not trying to, to critique you. I'm not trying to, you know, dish you. I'm trying to fix your crown um, and adjust the crown because I think that's so powerful when you see that the people that challenge you are often the people that love you the most and want to see the best for you. And they're doing it for you, not out of spite, but because they want to see you progress. And I think when you can surround yourself with those people that challenge you to really be better than yourselves, then you can really, you know, reach an entirely different level. I think. Perfect. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an Apple book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? What makes me more effective and efficient? Okay. I'm going to be honest. This is not that big of a hack. I'm obsessed with my calendar, right? And it's really because there's so many different things happening at one time. If I didn't have a calendar and I didn't put everything in it, like I'm telling you, if I have to, you know, like write an email to someone, I put it in the calendar. Cause if I don't write it, I won't build time for it. I always tell people, if you write it, it's real. You know, if you say it, it's a dream, like you can dream about anything. Once you put it to paper, you are accountable to this thing. Um, and so that has been my hack. I write down everything that I want to do, whether it's digitally on a calendar, even if it's a physical to-do list, um, writing things down makes them real, tangible, and it, it holds you accountable. So that's that's my CEO hack. Write it down. That's the only way to make it real. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that hack. And there's even statistics that show that the more that you write things down, the more likely they are to come to fruition and actually happen. So I, I love that hack. And, and it's so, so, you know, weird. Like I think so many times we think of hacks as the biggest things in the world that we can kind of come up with. But in reality, sometimes it's the quote unquote little things that make the most impact. Because when you're juggling so many things, and you're trying to hold it in your head, you're kind of maybe, at least for me, setting yourself up no, for success or failure. So um, it's so important <laughs> to kind of put those things down so you can be more present and more aware of like what it is that you're doing and being your zone of genius. Yeah, yeah, I love that zone of genius, absolutely. Awesome, so I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Um, I, I always tell them the same thing. I only have one catchphrase and it is, do it scared, do it ugly, do it now. Mm. Don't let fear 
of it being imperfect. Don't let fear of like, oh, my graphics aren't excellent yet. Just do it scared, do it ugly, do it now. And the reason I say that is because I tell people Amazon, you know, started in a garage. I look at Macy's, look at how many times Macy's has revamped their um, logo and how many times it's changed. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be available and it has to be impactful. So if we do it scared, do it ugly, do it now, we can do this, I promise. Yeah, absolutely. And it starts to get that that momentum, you know, rolling. I love that phrase. And I think so many times we're we're searching and waiting for perfect, but perfect never comes because there's always going to be a reason why not to do something or, you know, the, the stars aren't going to align that day or whatever it might be. So it's so important to just take that action to do it and continue to kind of, you know, level up from there and, and, and improve it from there. So um, and, and I, I love that, um, you know, uh, talking about Amazon, because around you know the interwebs there's that that picture of um jeff bezos and like this it's less than you know exciting office that he has <laughs> amazon written on and a permit marker and yep. it just reminds us that you know to reach success you have to start somewhere but you have to do it as you said so well yeah, absolutely it's just all you can do is start you know if it doesn't work you start something else you have to yeah. start or you'll never finish right mm -hmm. absolutely and so uh, i want to ask you now my absolute favorite question which is the definition of what it means to be a ceo and we're hoping to have different quote-unquote ceos on the show so alex what does being a ceo mean to you okay that's a that's a good one um to me being a ceo means surrounding yourself with people who are smarter than you, who allow you to do your work with excellence and impact the most people long-term. Mm -hmm. So I don't know it all. I own that I don't know it all, but my VA is very smart. And so when I can't do things, I lean on someone else to do it because I want to focus on impact. So being a CEO is about making impact and, and, and leaving a mark on the world that is positive. Like when people talk about me, I want them to say, well, she helped me with this. She did that. Um, she supported me in doing this thing. And I can't do that if I'm spending all day, you know, sending emails and fixing PowerPoint slides and stuff like that. So leverage your team. It means leveraging your team in order to make a greater impact. I absolutely appreciate that. I love how that uh, aligns with the work that you do, you know, with your clients as well, too. That reminder of not trying to do it all by yourself. Um, of course, even things that we know that we can do doesn't mean you should be doing it mm -hmm. because that takes us away from making that impact and making that mark, as you you know said so well. So I truly appreciate that definition. Awesome. Awesome. I hope, I hope that's useful for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it puts it all in alignment. So definitely appreciate that, Alex. And I appreciate your time even more. What I want to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional we can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Awesome. So first of all, I am an open book. If you have questions, hit me up on Instagram. It's at underscore ask Alex love. Um, and then again, my website, askalexlove.com. Everything basically is under that name. Um, I think that what I want to leave people with is that I know that sometimes you hear the word CEO and you think, okay, this is glamorous. One, being CEO is hard. Building a business is hard. But it's important to focus on the work that you're doing is laying the groundwork for success. Maybe not necessarily for you to be rich, but maybe your next generation, maybe your daughter, your son. So don't quit. Don't let fear stop you from making an impact and changing the world. So I just say, keep pushing, keep trying, um, find the resources to, to get the support that you need. And don't be ashamed to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Um, those are like my masterful CEO tips. I hope it helps someone um, because I think that's what I've found most helpful in my own career path. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. I appreciate that, Alex. We will have the links and information in the show notes. And I definitely believe that that's an extremely, you know, impactful, you know, message that you left us with. And I think you brought up the word fear, you know, earlier. And, and I think so many times we don't realize how debilitating fear can be where we never, we have these gifts and we have these opportunities that are standing right in front of us. And we don't take that action to do that. So I appreciate, you know, you sharing that with us and reminding us of that. And of course, doing it as well, because it's just a reminder that we have these things that will impact our lives, but impact impacts our society, will impact our generations. And if we don't take that action, then none of that comes to fruition. So truly appreciate you for doing that and reminding us of that. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.